We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Dan has got a little friend. His name is Belichick. Luke, how's it going? The cutest little donkey you've ever seen him. What? I'm sorry. When Santa visits his paisans with Belichick, he'll be because the reindeer cannot climb the hills of Italy. Hey, jingity jing. It's Belichick, the donkey. It is what it is. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La la la. La la la. Yeah, we'll do what's best for the football team. That's not right. I apologize, Bill. Wish we didn't. You didn't hear from uh, from uh, Bill at all, huh? No, my bad. Sorry, right. that wasn't right. So our phone lines are open. Yeah. Ducksbury. I want everyone from Duxbury who <laughs> is uh, doesn't quite like the uh, Duxbury pukes comment to try and get in. Good luck because just keep calling because the phone lines are banged. Right, let's obviously. go to a couple. Let's go to Ted, New Hampshire, real quick before we get some football. Go ahead, Ted. Hey guys, happy holidays. Um, yeah, I, I, I got started on Lou back on uh, Merloni back in the day. And then around 2015, when 4A joined the show, I would sneak out of my car on my lunch break and I would listen to you guys and argue with Lou about Daniel Nava. Uh, the show's been great the last six months. <laughs> the show's been great the last few months. And um, yeah, long live VMFers. And Lou, I can't wait to listen to you and uh, Fleming call the games this summer. So happy holidays, you guys. Thank you, Ted. I appreciate it. I, I feel like uh, uh, Will Fleming should call in, and you guys should have a quick conversation in Spanish. In Spanish? Yes. That's not going to be my conversation. That's going to be all him. What it's gonna I'm going to learn like. a lot of Spanish, though. Yeah, year. probably, yeah. yeah. yeah and we're talking road trips, right? Flights, yeah, a couple flights. Road trips? Oh, yeah, some road trips. Okay. I heard L.A. was one of them. I think so. Okay. San Diego. Maybe we should do a road trip. go see Xander. Nomar? Donnie O. No more. <laughs> He'll be out in L.A. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, guys. We're all, hey, let's all check into the Marriott. Holiday Inn. Like, no, he's, he's hanging out on the beach of Manhattan <laughs> Beach. <laughs> they have a view he's going to have. Let's do one more. Let's go to Rachel in Amherst. Go ahead, Rachel. Hi. I'm, I'm so bummed you're leaving, Lou, that this is the first time I'm ever calling into any radio show. Oh, thank but you. since... Since COVID drove the news shows insane, I've been listening to sports radio every day <laughs> instead of the news, and I really appreciate all y'all. Mm. But the sport I really care about that I've been following for 58 years is baseball. Nice. And Lou, you're our baseball guy. I'm going to miss your baseball talk so much. Um, and I'd really like to know who's going to be the baseball guy now. Well, that'll be me. <laughs> Thanks, that'll be Rachel. me, I appreciate Rachel. It. That'll be me. I'm still around. I'm still going to be a baseball guy. You'll still hear me. I'll still be calling. In Why can't shows. I be? If you heard me call a game, you can be the baseball guy. Yeah, I too. mean, that's, there's like high. And Rachel, level I'm going to be calling some games. So. They're not going to like my uh, 
My co-host Pete Abe's takes. <laughs> <laughs> I think Pete Abraham and Mago is going to be a baseball-centric mm. show. Probably. Pete I think it'll be good. Pete if, Abe. If Tangway's good with it, yeah. then we'll figure it out. Tangway, yeah. Pete Abe, and Mago. Well, you're forgetting about Arkan. I mean, and Arkan's Arcan. not and going Arcan. anywhere. It's going to be four people on the show. Yeah, it'll be like the morning show. It's going to be wild. <laughs> Holy cow. It's going to be huge. You guys going to do news? Um, that's going to be our zoo. camp. Yeah, it's going to be a yeah, zoo. It's going to be like, board noises. Yeah. Like, oh, can you believe All that right. they came on the show and farted? <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's going to be so proud. Yeah. Uh, we, let's do some sports. We're going right. to take some calls. You guys still lined up there. We appreciate everything. We're going to play some more parts of the show and fun moments of the show. Maybe another rant or two or seven uh, before the show is up. But I thought it was very interesting talking about the Patriots here. Tommy Curran was on uh, Gresh and Hart. Uh, and had this to say, did, do we? I don't know if we have the question or not, but I think it was Andy Hart. Do you have Who will it? be here longer, Mac Jones or Bill Belichick? Wow. Oh, boy. That's a great question. I mean, again, I'm going to hem and I'm going to haw. <laughs> I'm going to hem and haw. Because they are inextricably linked. What's, what's interesting about what's going on, and I just finished talking to Phil Perry about this on, on our podcast, Patriots Talk podcast, what Mac is doing right now, is really eroding Bill's trust for him, I think. Bill lives on a chain of command, respect for authority. You know, that's that's a cardinal rule mm-hmm. for him. And what Mac is doing now is eroding the trust that Mac won't go up the back stairs, even symbolically. Because Robert Kraft can't watch the gesticulations and histrionics on the field and see what happened on first and goal from the two the other day and not go to Mac at some point and say, so what's, what's going on here? And in that conversation, whether he says it or not, Bill Belichick will perceive that Mac is showing up either him, his decision, or everything Bill's all about. So that's what Mac has set up here with his histrionics and the notion that we have to take more control of the offense. He's making an enemy out of Bill Belichick. Does that is that bad? Does Bill deserve it, given the decisions that he made and the position he's put back in this year? You could make that case, but is that wise? So I don't know who who lasts longer in that instance. Wow, those are, did he answer? So, so he never answered the question. No, no but, he didn't. But he gave something interesting, which is the most you could ask for. Somebody's not going to answer the question. At least take me down a detour that's interesting. So, what was it that stood out to you in that answer? Makes Two things. Enemies. One, he's eroding the trust of Bill. So, I, this is a Mac fear. is Mac eroding the trust of Bill, okay. and of course, making an enemy out of Bill mm. Belichick. That is so strong. Hello. That is strong that? language right there. So wait, Mac is making. Uh, so they're um, by by so Mac Jones is- complaining about whether it's first and goal, whether it's obvious, expressing his his you know displeasure with the offensive coaching staff, the coaching staff that Bill Belichick put there. It's kind of yeah, making an enemy of Bill. Like so I agree with Bill's Bill- decisions. Tom's basically walking down this like logical road here of. So Mac is MFing the coaching staff, the scheme, the play calls during the game. So behind closed doors, when the season ends and all the dust settles and uh, and the crafts, you know, Robert and Jonathan come to Mac and like, you know, kind of like a postseason interview. Hey, what do you feel like worked and what didn't? Has he now is he at the point with Bill where he's eroded the trust with Bill 
that as Tom said, he's going to take the back stairs and go to the crafts and say, this coaching staff did not work. Hmm. How can you look at any of this and say that it worked? Because it's affecting our whole team. It's affecting our offense. And it's definitely affecting me. Look at my quarterback regression. And if he does that, then keep following this road of logic. He's making an enemy out of Bill because then he's putting craft ownership up against Bill's own me or decisions. Him, that type of thing. So we're just saying this. So uh, so Max not a foxhole guy. Doesn't seem like it. It's not a foxhole because well, a foxhole I mean, guy this, 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 would do this, what this you know is the foxhole. Kind of, that's what you're, like, you're following the thread well, here. No, right? I, no, I, 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 I mean, it's kind of how it could. I go. like I like the I like the. Uh, I like the theory. I like the you know the the initiative that you know that uh, Tom Kern is is taking with this observation, because the the real soldiers, like a real true soldier, like the one that's been bugging me the most, who I have a lot of respect for, but his post game press conferences have been terrible. It's David Andrews, that's the best soldier. They, that guy will take a bullet for you. Like he will he will dismiss any issues, and he will just he will just. Tow the company line at all times, regardless of what is going on. So Mac's not like that. Mac seems to be much more frustrated, irritated, and almost like uh, worthy of it. Like worthy of it. I'm worthy. We had this discussion yesterday about you know the whole antics you know in that red zone uh, sequence. What do you where, mean worthy of it? Um, listen, um, I'm the quarterback. You keep telling me that it's my team. Uh, everyone tells me that I'm the CEO of this organization, especially when it comes to the team. I need to be a leader. I need to be more vocal. I need to take control of the team, right? So I'm the guy. So, okay, this is what I think is going to work. You got to put your trust in me. It needs to be the other way around. There's never been a team that has been successful without true leadership in some capacity. That, to me, is ultimately what I think is going to, you know, just torpedo this team is the is the leadership not that they have a lack of leadership, but they're not enough. Like there used to be, a, there used to be times where you would be tripping over leadership in that locker room. Anywhere, any corner you went, you'd be tripping over guys that weren't the captains, but were leaders that were that would always like kind of like cosign. If you weren't there to say it, they would say it themselves. There was just a strong, strong locker room presence in that for the longest time, which I give him credit for. Not so much anymore. I think if you look at the three things that are going to like kill this franchise, it's the leadership is going to be one of them. Like the who takes over, like who's in charge when Slater leaves and McCordy leaves. Well, so I'm go- I'm going back to the original question because we say like Tom didn't really answer the question between who's going to be here longer at this point, Mac Jones or Bill Belichick. But he's kind of asserting there that the way that things went this season, the friction between those two over these offensive coaches. In the postseason, this could be what pits one, what, what forces one of them out. And I'm not saying that there there would ever be a case where the Crafts turn to Belichick and are like, you know what, your time's up, get out of here. But it could be something where, okay, if Mac is going around, you know, backdooring this and back channeling it to the Crafts and saying that you can't look at this in any way and say that this offensive coaching staff was competent at any level and look what it did to us. And then they turn to Bill and say, you know what, we're going to take a take the reins on this and that and put in this guy here. Like, that's the kind of thing that don't you think Bill would turn and say, like, you're not 
You're not doing this to me at the end of this. You're not taking power away from me. You're not telling me how to hire and fire my coaches or how to arrange it. I don't know if we'll get to that point because I do think that Bill has enough self-awareness and will to win at this point where he look at this and say, this just doesn't work and I'm going to reshuffle anyway. Yeah. So but- listen, I want to play more of Tommy Carr. We're going to take a break right now. You guys are still lined up. We'll mix in some calls as well. And I heard Gresh and Hart talking about, you know, Bill Belichick and, you know, Gresh was saying, if you moved on from Bill, you think this is chaotic right now. Wait to see what happens if he leaves. And I would ask you, I want to ask you guys a question, maybe the listeners too. What's a longer rebuild? Losing Bill Belichick next year or moving on from Mac Jones? We'll do it next. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back to Merloni, Fourier, and Mego on WEEI. Before the break, I asked that question to you guys. What would be the longer rebuild? If you lost Bill, or if you moved on from Mac? Now, again, and a lot of people out there right away, even on Twitch and text, was like, it's obviously it's Bill because, you know, they don't think Mac is any good. The point is, it's like moving on from Mac and starting over with a rookie quarterback. Like moving on to another quarterback and rebuilding that way. So, I don't, is it still Bill? So, what would take longer? Um, if you lost Bill, still take longer? or But it you would keep Mac. So you lose Bill and Mac is still the quarterback? Yeah. What do you say? It's crazy that we're sitting here even like debating it because Bill is the greatest of all time. So like it's crazy. I think it's indicative of the point that we've gotten to with this season. How bad this season has gone and how meh the two seasons before were. The fact that we're even, sitting here even. The think, fact you're even thinking about yeah. it tells a story. Okay, so what is it? Okay, I'll answer it. 
Because I think it takes longer if you keep Bill. Because the ultimate key is finding a quarterback. That's really it. That's that's the number one priority. Now, we're assuming that you can't go out and get one in free agency, right? We're just talking about, like, hey, listen, you keep Bill. You get rid of Mac Jones. You're going back into the draft. We're going to try and do this again. Rebuild. Yeah, listen, you're going back into the draft. Maybe you have a top five pick, whatever, which they won't have. But the point is, is that you got to go back into, you know, no man's land, which is trying to figure out who's going to work. I've seen, and so have you guys, seen uh, franchises, organizations over and over and over again go back into the draft with first-round picks and get them wrong one after the other. The Buffalo Bills are an easy example because they finally found one. And the New York Jets, they, they're they still trying to find a quarterback after all the first-round picks. Um, Jacksonville was guilty of it. Uh, Carolina is guilty of it. Um, I mean, uh, the Los Angeles Rams, I mean, there's tons of in tons and tons. Who knows what happens with San Francisco? Seattle Washington? probably. Oh my gosh, like Washington. The of Absolutely. Find one. And Absolutely. They, yeah. they are the scariest Absolutely. one. We've talked about this before because they had Kirk Cousins, who was very Mac like in terms of his skill level, his ceiling, all of that. And they said, it's not. We can do better. He's not good enough to franchise. Like, he's not good enough. To, we'll franchise him for one yeah. year, and then he's not good enough. To pay a real contract. I think that you can, uh, I I mean, I think this is so easily fixable. Like, with all the same parties involved, very easily fixable. You just need to, you know, adjust a little bit and be willing to maybe pay a little bit extra for somebody to come in here and run your offense. Just, I was thinking about, like, a lot of these college coaches. Like, they will just, their main job is, like, I'm the face, I'm going to recruit, right? And uh, I'm really an offensive mind, but you coach defense, I'm going to stay out of your way. Or if it's a defensive coach that hires some crazy new offensive guru and he says, you just run the offense, I'll stay out of your way. That's all Bill needs to do. Like, here's my philosophy for this week, new offensive coordinator guy, okay, who I just hired, who yeah. I'm going to stay out of it. Creative guy. Here, here, are, the, here are like the parameters, okay, because it's still complimentary football at its, at its purest form. So listen, uh, we, we want to we um, you know, chew up as much clock as possible. So I'm going to give you parameters and you build a game plan with your ideas, with these parameters, okay? Stretch the clock, do this, blah, blah, blah. Now go, right? And then just run your offense. Yeah, see, I think it depends. To me, like, that's easy. I know, but it's like, what are you trying to rebuild? Playoff contender? You want to, just be, a, you want to be in the playoffs? No, you want to win the Super Bowl. Then it's, then it's not Mac. I disagree. So you would rather, you would think, you think a faster, better rebuild would be keeping Bill in place and going back into the draft at some point over the I next two years. I think a faster, years, bigger rebuild back. is nuclear. Wow, so you want them both gone. I think, yeah. Well, I'm just saying. You can't pick both. Yeah, I just did. Um, no, but the, it's his last day. Here's Let the thing. Oh, that's true. No, but I heard Gresh arguing with Yo, you. Eat all that and saying that, tail. and saying that. Listen, I think I think Bill has been. The, you know, he's the greatest coach of all time. That doesn't. That's not going to take away from that. You know, Phil Jackson's a great coach. I don't know if I want him coaching right now. That's all. So it's. He said, how, "If you think it's chaotic now, wait till you see what happens if if they were to move on from Bill." And I'm saying, how much more chaotic can it be? I mean, do you, we've seen this every single day. And this is all self-inflicted. I said this many, many times. The offensive line decisions were all his. He traded Shaq Mason and brought back Wynn and, and, and these guys. You know, and it's Trent Brown and, you know, drafted the quarterback and spent $150 million and got one really good talent out of it. By Matthew the way, Judon. Cam McGrone now. Come yeah, on. Indianapolis. So Wasn't just, he the future of linebackers? Coaches, uh, you know, game management now. Like, it's pretty bad right now. And I honestly, it's like... I feel like, a, you, you know, you watch, you watch Brady this weekend. 
Like, you know, interception, fumble, interception, fumble, and also next, you know, Cincinnati wins. You're talking about the cliff. Boy, is it there? I feel like we're, we're watching both of them on one. And I'm not saying Bill doesn't still know football, but it's like the mindset of where he is right now, he wants to be comfortable. You know, his kids, his friends. You know, and I don't think the coaching staff he surrounded himself with is very good. And if that's what he's going to continue to do, because I don't know if he can blow up the offensive coaching staff and bring in exterior coaches that he doesn't know, so that aren't friends with family members or people that he knows. Like I, I don't know if he can do that. I, I do think there is an aspect of has um, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge been so just um, posterized, right? They just posterized as this dysfunctional, chumpy, lame, you know, silly, goofy caricatures of themselves like figure, right? Where therefore, like they almost. Even though, like, you have a long history of being successful and you both were good and both two franchises decided that you were good enough to be their head coaches, but now there's, like, this stank on them. I feel like there is this, like, okay, you walk in, it's like they almost need to be removed just so they can be rehabilitated as coaches so their reputation can grow again. You thought their reputations were bad when they left Detroit, when they it's left worse. New York? It, yeah, it's, it's worse. It's gotten so worse. So how do you keep Especially them on Patricia. the staff? Judge is sort of on the... Yeah, back yeah, burner. I, I know, think. but he's still the quarterbacks coach, I know. responsible for the quarterback. I know. So Sir how Grass. do you how do you no rehabilitate them on you know national TV during a game? It's all Patricia. And they, but they should because one guy is just calling the plays. The other guy, and some may say probably more important, is responsible for the day to day tutoring, mentoring. Uh, of the quarterback. Put him with the good It's like a very dynamic area of the field. It's very different when you go through different zones. So when he does his drops and he doesn't get the right, you know, it doesn't get the right, doesn't lean into his throws, or if he if he reads something wrong, or if he has the wrong mechanics, who's teaching him? Hey, listen, you know what? Your first three passes were terrible. Hey, that red zone throw, what happened? Can he teach him how to reset his feet, find balance, and then throw from the ground up and have him follow through? Like, is he capable of doing that? To me, the answer is no. So you put your coaches in a position to fail, put them in a position to succeed. What are they good at? Enough with this, a coach is a good coach crap. What can they coach well? And let them do it if you're going to reassign them. Are we sure it's a coaching thing? I mean, if you're looking at Matt Patricia, like, I don't think Matt Patricia is going to be out of the organization, but he, he might be shuffled into a a role that he had like a year ago before the, all of this. Right. I, I think that if you're going to, if you're going to reassign them, that's what I think they all need reassignment, right? They need to go, you need to put this guy, maybe you put him back to the defense. Maybe put Matt back to the defense. Maybe Joe judge is maybe he's a, maybe, a, maybe a less important position coach, right? Maybe he's a, you know, a running's back running backs coach. I mean, listen. I mean, listen. Hey, they're going to hand you the ball off. I want you to run. <laughs> That's what I want from you. Uh, Am I wrong? Yeah. Well, I'm just. Talking, I want to play this other sound from Tommy Curran talking about. Uh, you know, like Bill and just the decision to begin with in naming Matt Patricia the offensive coordinator, essentially, and Joe Judge the quarterback coach. I've had players tell me what a mess things were. I've had important players tell me that they're quote going through a lot and rolling their eyes. There are. People, you know, it existed in 17, 18, 19. There are individuals who, who might want to go someplace else because they think it's a little messed up here. And that is, has existed for a few years. It's not the Shangri-La that it was when they were winning titles. It's not a fun place to work even when they're having parades, mm-hmm. i.e. no days off. 
look, Bill made that decision. Everybody down there wondered if it was a good idea from top to bottom. But Bill was given the latitude to make it. So when it doesn't work and the your Christmas is going to be like this, because in large part that decision, it's going to make people murmur and mumble. But the bigger thing to understand is I just don't think that ownership is in a position where they're going to say to Bill Belichick, that's it, we're done. They are too strongly believe that Bill has earned the right to author the end of his career, but he will have to have an extremely plausible and cogent explanation for where they go forward. But they're not, I don't believe the crafts are nearly as reactionary as we presume they may be based on what's happened this year. I like the way he said everybody. From top to bottom. Meaning ownership is what he's getting at. Mm, right? I think it sounds like everybody from... Everybody. From ownership <laughs> down to young guys on the team. Yeah. Like, what's this? This even guy's a, Even from equipment where? guy. Wait, Patricia's locker's over here? Wait, he's the offensive club. Okay, see how this works. Um, I agree and on, on really everything. He's, but the ownership part, I think, is very interesting. I think Tommy Curran is very, very, very tight in. And so uh, they probably said, listen, I don't know, I'm, uh, we, we listen, you know, and I'm sure there was this, like, don't worry about it, he's not going anywhere. And there is this knee-jerk reaction to, you know, listen, you, he can't protect himself. Like, this, like he's pooping in his pants. Like, we got to put him in a home. <laughs> Ew. I feel like that's, like, at some point in time, like, listen, he can't, he can't, he can't take care of himself. He's... 69, not 99. <laughs> well, in football terms, when you start looking like this, like they have the past two weeks, that is kind of a, I feel like, a, you know, a, a analogy that is worthwhile. Like, you, listen, you've lost control of uh, the locker room. It's diaper Nobody's time. listening to you. It's diaper time. I'll ask you this, okay? Mm-hmm. So, because I've been stuck in this whole, why aren't the players disciplined anymore? Why are they... Why is it easy for them to just line up wrong? Mm-hmm. Why is it why is it acceptable for them to jump off sides? Like in, important critical situations are kind of left at like on a whim and a prayer instead of like people taking control of it. I especially would say that, hold on. Mm-hmm. Especially when I know Mego and you know that there is a point of emphasis for doing things right and being smart. So why do they keep screwing up? Like the little things. You know why? No, tell it me. It only happens on one side of the ball for the most part. Okay, so but and I know I want you to I want you to bit. play doctor. But special teams, special teams. First special like, teams. I'll diagnose this. No, yeah. give me. Special I want teams, to tell me why. We've been complaining about that special teams coach Cam Accord for a couple seasons now. Like special teams has not been the special teams, and it's not it doesn't make for good radio Agreed. fodder. But that coach an, has not had that unit in good in shape overall for a couple of years. But why? Tell yeah. me why. Because he's not a good coach. So that's it? I feel, that, like, okay, I feel wait, like it's deeper I, than that. Okay. So here's the other side of it. Is that in terms of the offensive coordination, you're having somebody do two different jobs who's not qualified to do either one. You could say, okay, he was an assistant. Matt Patricia was an assistant, assistant offensive line coach. 11 years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. Okay. I was Does there. that make him qualified to be a line coach now? To be the offensive line coach? Because you look at somebody like Gerard Mayo, who's stuck being a linebacker's coach for how many years, when other people in the league think that he could be a candidate for a head coaching job. It's like this miscalculation of 
What you okay? Good coaching is good coaching. Well, bad coaching is bad coaching. Okay, too. but hold on, really quick, right, so because I want to make sure. I think I that, you have somebody I hear technique doing there. two different I jobs, and they don't. They're not qualified me, for either yeah. of them. So yeah. all of these details, you can't be detail oriented when you're spread thin and you don't know what you're doing. I also think it's because you have coaches that are insecure because they know they're not really qualified to be doing what they're doing. So in other words, if I was to coach, you know, a pitching staff that was going haywire, deep down I'd be like, I, I, yeah, I know, it's okay, everything's okay, everything's okay, yeah, but it's not, no, it's gonna, we'll just keep working it, and you try to stay positive, you know, you think Billy O'Brien or Josh McDaniels would let Mac Jones do that in the field to them? Well, Billy O'Brien, absolutely not. Why? Because he respects them. Listen, mother effer. Yeah. Okay. Who the hell do you think you're talking to? Yeah. All right. I'm an offensive coordinator in this league. I'm damn good. I know I'm good. Do the stuff I'm telling you to. Don't you talk back to me. Instead, you get Patricia's like, oh, actually, he's probably right. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. We got to get the point. I love it when he yells at me. I, I know I got to get personnel, and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so, like, I don't think you have a, you're dealing with a confident coach to stand up to it. So when an offensive line's making mistakes, he doesn't know how the hell to coach it. So he's trying to stay positive. And he's trying, look, we're going to keep working through it. We're going to progress. It's about progress. It's about, you know, you know, working on things. And it's just like, I think if you know and confident what you're doing, you get after these guys and you tell them what they're doing wrong. You tell them how to fix it with conviction that you know what you're talking about. And if you listen to me, you won't make that mistake anymore. I don't think you have coaches like that. So the offensive side of the ball that, are that have that much conviction in their own belief. So it's a trust issue. They don't trust themselves. They know they're not good at it. Because if so you're they telling can't be me, a hard ass. It's because if you're telling me that, okay, uh, you're not a good coach, that to me is technique. Step with your left foot, okay, follow with your right, keep a heavy, whatever, all that stuff. But when I know when they're practicing a fourth and goal type of play and they, have, they stayed in Arizona for a week and they just practiced it and repped it and then they, they don't line up right, I feel like there's a, there's, a, there's a disconnect there. There's something that it's missing. And it's either respect, it's either give a crap factor – and it's or it's a uh oh my bad, like there's there's got to be something to it. And I sit there and go, well, the players who are professional football players are getting paid a lot of money should know better. Like I feel like we we rip the coaching staff and their inabilities and their limitations. Yet I feel like a lot of the fingers should be pointing at the stupid players who just decided not to care anymore. Well, you know, I'm working my heart. Well, really, I'm running my routes as hard as I can. Well, I'm blocking this guy. But you know what? Your technique sucks. Uh, you're not lining up right. You're jumping off sides. Well, think about it. That's, that's There's one, more to it. I feel like that's, that's one an good issue. point. You talk about repeat offenders. Yeah. There's repeat offenders all over the field here. Okay. So, like, again, Dante Skarnecki is your offensive line coach. And he's talking about the mentality of what it takes to not jump off side, what the mindset is, footwork, arm placement, maybe lack of holds and everything. So he is locked in. He's one of the best in the game. And he's like, if you listen to me, if you do this stuff, you will go out there and be successful. And the minute a guy does it, they get in the past, they get pulled off the field. And they're like, because you're not, listen, you're not doing, I told you about the footwork, the footwork in the arm place, but you're not doing anything I tell you to do. If you do what I tell you to do, you'd be successful. Get your ass off the field. These guys aren't getting pulled off the field because they don't have a Dante Scarnecki. You don't have a Josh McDaniels that is so confident in their coaching that they can yell at a player and say, if you listen to me, you'll be successful. Because the like- players are like, you don't know what I you're talking you, about. I think that's – see, I'm starting to figure it out, and I'm starting to come – I feel like we're talking it out now, and I feel like I'm getting the answers that I need. Because I remember specifically screwing up a play and 
being so fearful about my walk back to the sideline. It's accountability. Because Dante was standing right there, and he was waiting for me to make eye contact, and I wouldn't do it. And I had to answer to him. I had to give him a why. I had to explain myself, and I didn't think I was going to go back in. Okay, but they gave me a second chance because it was something that we went over again, and I just didn't do it right. Not because I wasn't, I just I screwed up. I wasn't concentrating, and I sit there and I think. But then I think about the DeAndre Hop, DeAndre Hopkins play right for the Arizona Cardinals when he had that ball in his hand like a loaf of bread, mm-hmm. and he it gets it gets knocked out of his hands. They pick it up, they run back for a touchdown, and all I see him doing on TV is patting his chest, saying, "My bad." My bad. Like, it's just so carefree. Hey, guys, my bad. It's, it's like, well, it's my bad football. It is my bad football where everyone can just, just you know, carefree and, and not a care in the world because it doesn't really matter and it's not really important. That's the other aspect. My bad. Is guys, it, my bad. Is it my bad? You just lost co- us the is game. It, is it my bad coaching? I feel like that's part Give of it, too. Give me the personnel in time. So, my bad. Get the play in sooner. Yeah, yeah my, my, my bad. Yeah, how many of those do you get a game and how many are you supposed to get for the year? And if you have the my bad mentality, everybody feels like they have the right to screw up. Yeah, well, what am I going to do? I'm walking to the sideline. Who's going to say something to me? Not good. Nobody. Not good. Not good at all. All right, listen. We'll get to some of your calls on Real the Patriots. Today. Uh, 4 o'clock, we'll do a little bit more of the shows. Maybe a rant mixed it in. 420, we're going to do a big deal, no big deal. The last big deal, no big deal. I'm Maloney, Fori, and Mego. But your calls next. What do you say, Foye? Hello, Lou. 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 I got Lou and Christian here, 93.7 W E E I. You do that to the beat? I got rhythm. Got Mago dancing. There go the arms. <laughs> I can't tell. If it's, I can't tell if it's a if it's real or what? it's fake. This is me, really. Because I don't know if anyone could dance that badly and be proud of it. Mago, I can't. I honestly, I can't wait for your wedding. I'm saying, there right? Is no I just cannot Christian, wait. Oh you want to get like a matching? I mean, uh, rooms that like uh, yes, what connecting, do you call them? Rooms. connecting yes, rooms. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, I can't wait. Are you going to get married local? Or are you can do one oh of those destinations. Oh my gosh! Stop. Stop. Don't go this to is Maryland. Not like a, a don't go to Maryland. Stop. Oh. There's no wedding. Where's Mr. Jeez. Who from? He's from here, isn't he? Oh God! Don't is listen. He? Don't let it be a weekend. Well, if you play the Orioles, that'd be perfect. Maybe I can work it out. You can't do it during the summer now. You can't do it this summer. Enough. It's very rude. How close is it? It's like me saying you're from Worcester. Well, from Framingham, halfway I guess through. I, okay, it's like me saying you're from Springfield. Yeah. I know. How about Duxbury? How far away is from where you grew up to Baltimore? Um, Duxbury. A little over an hour. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, we can make it there. You know, games that, you know, night game, make it there. Mm. Little, little mm. pops, come over there. I mean, I think we I, listen. Just don't do it. I'm actually all <laughs> for. It. I'm all for a <laughs> destination wedding. Yeah, no, do it. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. I would like a destination wedding. Oh yeah, because you get deals on the rooms and everything. You get deals on the, the fall flight. Is beautiful. And they're awesome. Christian, you had one. They're awesome. Renew your vows. I may do that. Have a party. I definitely. I will do that. Yeah, I plan not? on doing Let's that. Do but that. I will. I, I will. I, I am. I am. Can I join? Thanks, Steve Burton. Yeah, you want to? Yes, you guys more than welcome to come. I don't send out invitations. been married. Uh, <laughs> I'm 15. Uh, I'm gonna, oh, you're 15? Yeah, I think yeah. I'm six. Six or seven. Seven? Oh, six. my God. That's not even been that long 16? for you to, like, Yeah, I've been with her for, count. like, uh, I know. I know. Well, I've been with Kim forever, so I don't know. Maybe 20. Maybe 20 years. 
Another four or five years. Maybe do the renew vow. Again, it's the whole thing. You give her, you give her, she has an opt out after five years. I like that. You have to, you have to uh, convince her to resign. I need more of that girl today, by the way. Thank you very much. How many, uh, how many pillows does Kim have on the sofa? How many what? Sofa. Pillows. Oh, I, I should ask one of the kids to take a picture of the sofa. Is it a sectional? Yes. Okay. Yes, lots you, of space. You've got at least six pillows on there. Right? Uh, we, we have six. Easily, easily. I feel like there's six in the middle of the couch. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know why? Because every night she's sitting there and she's putting the pillows back onto the couch yeah, you- and arranging them. And she does a little she does a little karate chop where, like, the pillow has a little nice indentation in the middle. Oh, Yeah, that's so classy. it looks really, it looks really Bad like, Kim's it's like a classy. model home. <laughs> I know. She's classy. <laughs> she's going to make up for me. You let's kidding go, me? Let's go to a couple calls here. Let's go to Ed in Wellesley. Go ahead, Ed. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. Um while I was uh, waiting here, I, I went back and looked to see when the uh, uh, big uh, big show started. Uh, and it's, I guess, been, what, 25, 28 years. And I just wanted to say that uh, before I get to my two favorite moments with you guys, you, you get, the three of you are in, in rarefied air in terms of the personalities that have come through the station, uh, possibly with the exception of Mike Salk. But uh, <laughs> you guys have been spectacular. Appreciate it, Ed. Um, um, so listen, my two favorite uh, memories, uh, one is the uh, during COVID, and I think it got a lot of us through it, was the mystery guest. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, I really, really enjoyed two of them. I, I really enjoyed one was Jen Royal. And then the other one, probably more so, was Frank Kona. Every time you guys interviewed him, I must have played that back about 10 times. I'd send it to my dad, and I'd say, God, how in the world is this guy a major league manager? But he's got such a nice way about him and yep. um, obviously a smart guy. Um and final thing, just the way you guys handled the Belichick interviews was great. Uh, it was pretty funny. I can't. Who was the guy that kept saying "sorry, sorry, sorry"? Was that you? Or that was me. Thanks. That was Christian on a loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah hear. A uh, you know, here's the lead. Thanks, Ed, but I, here's sorry. the crazy. Sorry, but uh, sorry. Jen Roy was his favorite mystery guest. We had a mystery guest like every single day. Nothing against Mega. Jen Royal. Don't don't did, mention did me, Jen. Read, did Christian. she read the Yelp reviews? <laughs> Christian, how, how, how many? Can it be now, <laughs> oh, Kay Adams. Kay Adams. Kay Adams. So we did this, Mego. Did we do it for two months, three oh, months? At least every every single, single day. Day we did a mystery guest. We had a mystery guest. Well, we would so much work. Like clues. They give us like Tyler would give us clues of who and we try to guess who it is every day at like four. We had nothing else. And we going didn't on. know. We had mystery guess, but just who the hell it was. And next, you know, we're yeah. talking to everybody. And it was, it was like, great. okay, that's enough of that. It was great. The one that I liked the most of the mystery guess was that well, like, at that point in time, it was the when the last stand was coming out. Right? It was uh, the, the last, last dance. Sorry, the last dance. I was like, last what stand. Now? The last dance with the about the story about the bulls. I forgot who the guy's name was. The guy that actually, you know, wrote the book and then, you know, was a consultant on the whole series. He came on. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. I can't, remember his, can't name. remember his name. Nope. Just thought it was awesome. Last though. dance guy. No, it was. That was that was fantastic. Let's go to our. Oh, we got to go to our guy Justin in Providence. Justin, up, go Justin? ahead, buddy. How we doing, pal? What is going on? I'm I'm not doing that great. They're breaking up the best sports radio uh, segment in all of Boston. EI is messing up. I know Ken Laird is listening. It's oh, he's a right joke. Here. But I'm not on that real quick. So, Christian, Yo. just get up on your wrestling. You'll be good. You know, <laughs> I'll keep listening. I'll hit you up. Uh, Lou, yeah. as sad as I'm seeing you, you go, I just want to say you are a natural in the booth, my man. I've been calling a long time, wanting you to go there. Um, you bring such a good aspect to the game on the radio, man. You know. You break down everything so great. I can't wait to listen to you. Uh, but, man, 
But why are they breaking it up? Why? Because you guys don't do mashed potato testings on the radio? Is that why they're breaking you guys up? This is this is a joke, man. I'll miss I'll miss you guys. All right, Take thank care, you, Justin. Appreciate it, Justin. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate it, Justin. Listen, decisions are made. Like I said before, I mean, I've 15 years in the radio. I've seen, I mean, Callahan, Dale, John Ordway, Dennis, John Mike Dennis, Salk, Tim Salk, Benz, Benz, everybody leave. Minute you know, hand. I was on the show when Mike Salk. I was like a, I was just like a filling in as a guest. That he's asked me to come on. I was like, fine. Like doing Holly a solid, and Holly. next thing I know, Michael Holly, yeah, yeah. Next thing I know, Mike Salk says, "Hey, um, uh, hey, he's like off mic. He's like, hey, I'm quitting today. I'm like, you're quitting like right now. He's like, yeah, hold on, real quick. Hi, everybody. And then he just said, I'm Dunsky, and he le- that was it. He left. I was like, huh, this is awkward. Now what are we doing? Brock and Salk. Brock Out and Salk. Seattle. There we go. Ooh, now what do we do? Must listen. That was too me. Been heads. through this a lot. I would say some changes here. There's too many weird people in this business. Like you know what whom? it comes down to? Yeah, like who's I weird? understand you have to be you are have we to weird? be No, you guys are great. You know what I mean? Not weird like, oh, they're so fun and wacky and weird. Weird like what's going on with that guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> Creepy. You know what weird? I'm talking about. No, just like uh something's like not Dale right in there. his sex room? <laughs> what? No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I love Dale. Kinda. Love Dale. Good man. Uh no, it's um it's, it's good people. I don't know the business been in a, it's long, a lot of good long people, time. there's a lot of weird people. Mm-hmm. Doesn't I mean, matter seen, where like, you are. I'm talking yeah. about media overall. Can you oh, yeah, can you say media. what you can't the, walk through like a uh, anywhere that has a set or a, you know station, a newsroom, whatever? It's always somebody in the corner who you're like, eh, I don't want to talk yeah. to that person. Do you know? Like, could you off the top of your head? This maybe this is a, a loaded question, but the craziest moment of your radio career? This this version because obviously there's a second second act. Is there what's the craziest Which moment with Minahan? Would it, it would all be including it would all be Just around Kirk screaming? I would say back and forth at some point yeah, on the radio. It, like it was, it was so weird. Like we talk about him. Who cares? What goddamn show is this? <laughs> so it was like weird because it was always like it was kind of predictable. It was like a slow time of the year. It was always like, happened to seem like January, February, March, right? And it's kind of slow. And he would just be bored. And next thing you know, he would just go after you, attack you. You know what I mean? He'd always have something in his back pocket that he knew kind of would be below the belt. And he would always bring it up. <laughs> and it would bring out real emotion. Yeah. We'll get to the bullpen. And, That's unbelievable. Yeah, and we would <laughs> scream and go at it. And it was, like, real. And I'm not even lying when I tell you that when I got off the air, the first call was from him. And by then, I'm like, fine. He's like, dude, that was good radio. That was fun, wasn't it? I'm like, actually, it was a lot of fun. See, like, they, we, we would do that all. That It was real. But it was like time would pass, and I was like, I'd want to kill him, you know. But I'd be like, actually, it was really good radio. See, I remember like that that first time we were doing. You know, a rem- some people we don't were, think it is. We were but. doing a remote and uh, golf. Some, I don't know we what golf. we were doing a golf remote, and like I was like, I had just started, and something is going on, and you were doing the cross, and you guys got into oh, yeah. it, and I was like, is this the way it's going to be? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this? And like, and to his credit, like the you know the the commercial started playing, and then this is before we started my show, and I'm looking, I'm like, dude, are you okay? Like, and he was like, no, just like you know, taking a drink. It was like it was like nothing ever happened. Yeah, yeah. So that ability, I think, is a definite learned trait. Like what I was respected of Glenn so much was that like whatever happened on the show or during the show. Like, he never took it personally, Thank and you. it was like, okay, listen, we're just doing a show. So it was like, you know, water off a duck's back, no big deal. I It took me forever to learn that. I feel like you obviously, I feel like you kind of had it naturally in a way. I was resistant to that. Like, I was like, okay, well, we're going to handle this the old, the Willie McGinnis way. <laughs> <laughs> 
I remember the first few times, right? <laughs> that old Willie McGinnis way. Mega, when I first had to get to know... Look for the closest wine bottle and... Yeah. Swing! We're going to get to that, when I, when I first, We will address yeah. that When today. I first uh, met Fogey, you know, or, or I should say the first time I met, I don't even know what his uh, alter ego would be. I don't even know. But I remember the first time I was like, oh my God, like I... Like the look in his eye of like sometimes like this anger, he goes to different places, and I was like, it's like Holy Jeff Halfley, like dark place, smokes, and I would just sort of take, I move my seat back a little bit and be like, oh my god, like I, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. That guy doesn't exist guy. anymore. I don't know how to deal with that this guy. That guy doesn't exist anymore. Uh, are you sure he wasn't around a little bit last week? Uh, probably. Yeah, All right, let's get to bit. some let's get to some more fun Again! moments that we had on our show. When we come back, uh, we'll get to some of the best times that we've had in the last six months. You'll hear it next. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.